We want things to be complicated because we think life is complicated. You know, sometimes life sucks and it's easier to, it's easier to explain away the fact that it's not fair if we say it's complicated. Dr. Viv here and welcome on Reset with Dr. Viv. Today I have got a guest in the house, Brandy Shampoo, and Brandy Shampoo is the founder of Exploring Expression, a company helping parents and educators become their own best expression so that they can learn, make learning fun, easy and natural for the children and themselves. Yes. But before we get into Brandy and her story, guys, if you've not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, or if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, why not? Why not? Why not, guys? Press subscribe now. So press subscribe now. Press subscribe. All links are in description. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, all the lot. Like, guys, come on. I look forward to connecting with you. All links are in description. Right, Brandy. I love the name, by the way. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing fabulous. Yeah, nice, nice. Beautiful day here. Oh, that's good. That's good. And to be fair, I guess, you know, it's, it's the weather has been nice right now, but I'm in the UK. I know you're in the US. Um, it's nice to see some, to, to see the sun, but, you know, we, we enjoy it when we see it, <laughs> knowing that it may change at some point. Um, but yeah. So Brandy, my gosh, you have really been a survivor. You, you are like a definition of a survivor, like experiencing divorce, pregnancy, heart failure. Like, I mean, tell me more, tell me more about all that. Well, I like to say I've become very good at rising from the ashes. Um, because I've been through several things and there was a two year period of my life where everything just seemed to crash and crash and crash. Um, like I had told before, I was in an abusive marriage and when I got out, um, it was really a struggle to leave it. And a lot of people who've been in abusive situations understand that you don't just leave and then that's the end of it and life is rosy. Um, and I ended up having, I had to send my children to my parents for six months because my husband was making threats. And he eventually um, ended up stealing my car. And he and his buddies came and stole everything out of my, like everything out of my house. So if you can imagine, um, they took the stove, they took all the kids' Christmas presents, because this is about, this is on New Year's, New Year's Eve that's happened. And a couple weeks later, I fell and I broke my knee. And so, so Valentine's Day, this was like 2012, Valentine's Day, I was without a husband, without my children, in a wheelchair, so I couldn't work, in an empty house, waiting on my husband to come and kill me. Wow. And yeah, and it's moments like this that you have to make a decision. You know, you have to say, is this my story? Is this the end of my story? And, and that's kind of where, you know, I, I had been through some stuff beforehand, like 
um, previous tornadoes and homelessness and stuff. And so I had started that survival mindset, but that moment sitting there with nothing but me and, and a wheelchair um, really cemented the idea that I am meant for more than this. This will not be the end of my story. And that's where the survival strategy is for when life isn't fair began. Wow. And, and tell me, like, because a lot of people, you know, when they talk of um, abuse, like even through the pandemic, you begin to hear that abuse was really high and increased, you know, and it's a tough place because a marriage is a marriage and you want to stay with your partner. You want, you, you know, how do you bring yourself to that point where you, you were, you were eventually able to say, you know what, this can no longer go on because a lot of people stay on and you hear all sorts of stories. So how did you, and it's for different reasons, even from like a religion point of view, like, you know, you want to keep things together. How did, how were you able to say, no, this abuse cannot go on? Um, for my, for myself personally, there's always a tipping point. Mm. There's always that moment where, um, where you notice that you've given up more than you're willing to give. And for me, I had two children and they were children from a previous, from previous relationships. So they weren't his. And um, my children had brought it to my attention that they did not like me with him. I was not the mother that they knew. You know, I've always been, you know, before that, I've always been a single parent, except for this brief period of time, you know, Um, I've always been a single mother. And I've always prided myself on being strong and being in control and, and being purposeful about what I did. You know, my my older son has um, autism and special needs. And so going through life, I've always, while I haven't necessarily had a plan, and it hasn't necessarily gone right, I've always gone through with a self of um, a sense of purpose. And I didn't know I had lost that until my children brought it to my attention that, you know, we missed the mom we had. Wow. Wow. So you took your kids saying something to you to realize that you had lost a part of yourself that was now even impacting on your kids. Because I'd gotten used to it. You know, I had gotten so used to protecting, putting myself between, between his issues and them and, and taking the brunt of, um, of, and I call it the brokenness, the brokenness inside of him that um, you no longer see it. It becomes, it becomes regular life. It becomes normal. And, and sometimes it takes somebody else to say, hey, you know, this isn't normal. <laughs> um, how did you get over that whole experience? Because when people have hurt you, you know, sometimes like it can stay with you and, and hurt you and, you know, sort of keep you, keep you down in a place that you really don't want to be. How did you get over the whole thing and get to, like say, to forgive or how, how, what was the process for you? And I'm saying, I'm asking this because this, uh, this, uh, this is a place that many people <laughs> tend to get to and don't know how to navigate. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, I have two philosophies in life, and one of which is actually one of my survival strategies. Um, and what it is is this. 
you can either be bitter or you can be better. You cannot be both. Wow. <laughs> and when I was a teenager, um, my parents, we lived in Oklahoma at the time, and my parents moved to Nebraska. And as a typical teenager, I was like, I don't want to go to Nebraska. You know, we grew up in the Air Force. I was tired of moving, you know. And so um, one day they got me tickets to a show for my birthday. And I came back from the show and they had moved. Um, and I left, you know. And it took me a long, long time to get over that and to rebuild a relationship with my parents after that you know, that betrayal, mm -hmm. but at some point you have to decide you're going to be better for you because it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt my ex-husband. If I was mad at him, he, you know, he doesn't care. <laughs> he's already moved on with whatever he's doing. Um, and so I, I have to say, I love myself enough to not necessarily get over it, but get through it and get past it. Wow, you love yourself enough. And you know, that's a powerful bit because you suddenly realize that many of us have been used to loving other people, forgetting ourselves. <laughs> when you are central to everything, we love other people, but we don't love ourselves. So there are people who um, are in positions where they don't even know what self-love is or if they even deserve love. And that means you then get to take on things that you probably shouldn't or wouldn't if you had love for yourself. How do you build that? Baby steps. You, you build it and, and you, you know, I, I say you fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know, kind of self-love and self-care is the basis to what, you know, my company is all about education for children, but it starts with the parent because my philosophy is your children will do what you do. Right. They will do what you do, not what you say. And if they see you not loving and taking care of yourself and working towards your best expression, why would they think themselves capable of it? And, and, and so what I, you know, what I had to start by doing is saying, at the time, I didn't love myself enough, but I loved my children enough to do for me what I needed to so I could be the best for them. And then the, and then the, the evolution, the evolution occurs as it's going on. It's not an overnight process. It's a, you know, it's a path. It's a journey. And that's powerful because it's almost like sometimes we need to lean in to find a greater purpose to then give us a reason or a why to why we need to keep pushing and being our best self. Mm -hmm. And for you, it was your kids. You want, you needed to be the best for the kids, which means you needed to, you needed to look at those kids and say, I've got to be the best for them so that I need to be the best and make myself the best. Yes. Wow. How can I tell my daughter that, that she's worth and she needs to love herself if I can't love myself? Mm. You know, it, it's, and it, it's a constant, you know, it's a constant work in progress. Mm -hmm. 
you know, every day I'm saying, okay, what can I learn now? You know, and, and a learning lifestyle is central to my being. So what can I learn now today that I didn't know yesterday so that I can be better at being myself? Right, 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 right. Guys, I know that people are listening and this is, this is hitting me left, left, right, front, center, and all of <laughs> really, like, really, really deep stuff. And, and I mean, let's even go on to the fact that you then experience a tornado, a tornado well, where you almost, almost, you didn't lose her, where it almost felt like you were about to lose your daughter. Well, tell me more about that. Well, so, okay, after, you know, after Jack and my children came back, um, I got pregnant with what I call the divorce baby. <laughs> and so I got pregnant with my youngest son and I developed peripartum cardiomyopathy, okay. which is pregnancy-induced heart failure. Right. So I spent the whole pregnancy dying. Um, the baby was born. Yes, it's, it, it's one of those where your life stops in an instant and the doctor says, go to your bed and pray that your baby is born before it kills you. Um, and he was, <laughs> so wow. uh, he, he was born a couple months early, um, but we both, we both lived and it's beautiful. Well, so shortly after that, he's born at the end of January. So I'm just recovering from heart failure. My baby's, you know, newly out of the hospital. This is in May now, um, to give you a little bit of time. And my oldest son is at school and my daughter's at the junior high. At the time, both my older children were in public school um, you know, because we homeschool now and we've homeschooled on and off. And we lived in Moore, Oklahoma, which is like the tornado capital of the world. And a tornado was coming. And it was one of those history-making tornadoes where the newscaster is screaming on the TV, if you're not underground, you're dead. I'm in a closet with my, my infant son. And my daughter is at school and my son is at school. And in that moment, there's no time to go get them. You do, you do not want to be outside in a tornado. Wow. So I'm, I'm in the closet, and I have my infant son strapped into his car seat, and the carrier turned upside down, and a mattress on top of it. Wow. Because if the house falls in, I want it to hit me, then the mattress, then the carrier, then the baby. Right? And my daughter had just gotten a cell phone, and she's, she's texting, you know, the principal comes on. She said she's worried. We're all having to go out in the hallway. The, the power just went out. And she says, Mama, I'm scared. What do I do? And I'm sitting here kneeling, waiting for this, and texting her back and saying, don't worry. Just do what they say. It'll be all right. I'm right here with you. Just stay with me. And, and she says, Mama, Mama, I'm scared. And then a train goes by. If you've ever been in a tornado, it's like being in the path of a train. And the train goes by and the lights go out, right? And then all of a sudden, it, it passes. And I'm like, I lived and, and my baby lived. And I get on the phone and I text Samantha. I said, I said, we're fine. The baby's fine. Everything's fine. And there's no answer. Nothing. And I say, you know, oh, no, what do I do? And so I pack up Daniel and I go and I pick up Joshua. His school is right around the corner. And, you know, he's got autism. He's like, I want some cake. He has no idea what's going on. 
And we get in the car and go and start heading to Samantha School. And we get a couple blocks down the road. And the tornado missed my neighborhood by this much. A couple blocks from my house, it's total and complete devastation. Like we can go no further. Somewhere on the other side of that war zone is my daughter. There are no roads heading there. What do you do? What do you do in that moment as a mother? Wow. And, and so I, I packed up my baby carrier <laughs> and, you know, this is fresh out of heart failure. And you can look at me. I'm not, you know, I'm not athletic. Um, <laughs> I packed up my baby carrier and I took my son by the hand and we crawled for like a mile and a half over down power lines, through rubble, past like shell-shocked people that look like refugees and, and and empty slabs where there used to be houses and buildings. And, and it took us hours and hours and hours. And we get within sight of the school and the school had collapsed. And cars were upside down on top of each other. And, you know, I'm looking at it from this side and it's like, how does anybody survive that? And, and my, my sons and I, we go around the corner and there's my daughter sitting on the grass with her class. And she says, what took you so long? Because she knows, she knows I will come for her. And, and, and those are the relationships we need to build with our children, that, that they know that I'm your mother and I'm there for you, whatever it is. And um, now it took us, the, the trip back was, you know, a lot slower because we weren't, you know, but the feeling, because the whole time you're thinking, nobody can survive this. And that moment when you see your child and, and they look at you and there was no doubt in their mind. She had no doubt in her mind that I was coming for her. That's the moment that the rest of your life starts at that moment. And it says, you are your child's hero. Wow. How are you going to be worthy of that? Wow. Wow. I've got goosebumps going through my body right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I, I cannot even imagine what you as a mother must have been feeling and thinking. I can't even imagine emotions. You know, the thing is, I'm over here in the UK and obviously like really different size to America, <laughs> really different way. And, and your houses are spaced up and like, you know, here everything is almost jam packed, you know, with each other. Um, and I can't imagine what will happen like if we ever experience something like that. But every time that I hear there's a tornado in America or somewhere else, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine what the families are going through. And so to have someone share that experience and how it could have impacted on the family and even the things you have to do and the measures you have to take to get your kids together. And even the fact that it doesn't even give, always give so much warning. Right. It's wow. Big I've since moved to Georgia and, and I moved from tornado alley to hurricane central. <laughs> and I tell people, <laughs> I don't mind a hurricane because I am the first one to leave. The minute they say, well, there might be, a, I've already packed my car and we're heading out mm. because in tornadoes, you don't get that. 
you don't get the ability to move when a tornado's coming, it's coming. You better hope you're in a building. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So for you, like, I mean, with a lot of the stuff you have been through and experienced, and this is why I'm doing this, you know, because I think that many times people find themselves in situations they never planned. And even more, um, when, well, this, this, <laughs> we, we, growing up, you know, there are times I'm, I'm like, I wish we could go back to childhood when we didn't have to worry about many things you know but adulting it just comes at you it comes at you and comes at you and sometimes we're not prepared for the things that life throws at us the pandemic nobody planned for it right you know we, we didn't see it coming it <laughs> you know but what are your survival strategies for when life isn't fair because okay. many times just as we said it comes at you but a lot of the things that happen are just not fair Yes. And, and, and so my number one strategy, and this is the first thing I always tell people, get up. Period. Get up. It doesn't get any more compl complicated than that because you can't see a way out with your face in the dirt. And, and if I can say one thing about all the times that life has knocked me down and is that I always got up every single time. So that, so that's where you always start is get up. And then like the second thing is um, take stock, you know, look around you and see what you, what you have that you can use, what you have, who you have. There's something, even if it doesn't look like something, there's a way to use this pandemic, for example. Okay. We are stuck in our house right? And it could be the worst thing ever. However, take stock and say, I have time now to focus. How can I focus on something that's going to lead me to the better place? Wow. Mm -hmm. The third thing is, um, remember who you are and who you represent. That has, since I've had children, that's carried me through more things than I can count. Remember who you are. And if you don't have children, remember who you are as a child of God or a child of um, whatever you believe in. And, and there are people, and I tell people this all the time, you know, because I deal with parents and children. My mother is bipolar and my son is autistic and my brother has a conduct disorder. There is somebody who will notice if you're gone. Mm. Even if it's the cashier at the corner store who waits for you to come in every day and smile at her because not that many people do. You may not know it, but someone will notice if you're gone. We, everybody impacts somebody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I saw a thing that talks about, I read a thing that talks about seven degrees of separation. There's like a train of six people that connect us to every other person on the planet. If something happens to you, that chain gets broken. Mm -hmm. You are an important part of that chain. You are a link in that chain. So that's the, that's the third one. Then, you know, I talked about make a choice, be bitter or be better. Um, pick your battles and your causes because, you know, you can't fight everything every time, all the time. Mm -hmm. so, so pick something. Pick something that you can start. Pick something. Even if it's just today I'm going to put clothes on. 
I'm going to put clothes on today. And, you know, during this pandemic, it's very easy for us to stay in our PJs all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. And the act of getting up and getting dressed drives you to, I've done this, now I can do something else. So pick something. Um, one of my favorites, don't carry the donkey. Tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> the donkey, the donkey, where does that come in? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> don't carry the donkey. So... What is the purpose of a donkey? You know, a donkey is meant, it's a beast of burden. It's meant to carry things for people, right? So the, the phrase don't carry the donkey is don't carry the donkey because the donkey's supposed to carry you. Don't make things harder than they have to be. Usually the simple, the simple explanation is the explanation. A, a lot of people, we want... We want things to be complicated because we think life is complicated. You know, sometimes life sucks and it's easier to, it's easier to explain away the fact that it's not fair if we say it's complicated. Mm. But, but sometimes it's not. A tornado is simple. It's simple. It's what you do with it. You know, don't make it complicated. Get your babies, hide. Once it's over, figure it out. You know, wow. um, I'm not sure many. <laughs> wow. I'm like, she said a tornado is simple. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because for many people, it's like, you probably like panic or frets, like, you know, wow. Well, and one of the things I do, I have what's called a household management binder. Okay. And it is a guy because several times in my life, I've been in a position where either a, a disaster had struck and I had to leave in a, in a hurry. Or B, someone has had to step in and run my life. Twice in my life, I have gotten deathly ill. Um, once when I was pregnant, I got the heart failure. And then once last year, I got very, very sick. To the point where somebody literally had to step into my life and run it. And so what I've done is I have a manual, a guide to the running of my house. And it has several things. Like I have a... Um, a family member information sheet for every member of my household that says what their sizes are. It says if they take medication, it says, you know, my younger son hates water. He screamed through, through every shower and bath his whole entire life. And he's seven years old. He just hates water hitting him. Right. But it's in there because if someone has to step in, you know, I have to save seven meals, you know, 80% of the time you eat the same seven meals every, every day. The same wow. seven. And if you write those down, if somebody has to step in or if a disaster happens, that's not the time to change everything. That's time to keep standard what you can. Control what you can control so that then you can focus your attention on what you can't control. You know, for my children, I have, you know, they have their chores. On the back of every door, and I have another copy inside. This isn't my manual. I'm just inside my household management binder. I have a checklist. So if I say clean your bedroom, there is no confusion what that means because I've written out a step-by-step -step checklist of what to do to clean your bedroom. You know, have you made your bed? Does your bed have both a bottom sheet, a top sheet, a blanket, and is your pillow at the top of the bed? If none of those, if any of those are out, you haven't cleaned it, you can't check that out. And it's stated 
works because I can control the communication so that I don't have to expend resources that can be better placed elsewhere. It's all about being intentional with what you do. And, and, and that's what don't carry the donkey is. Don't carry the donkey is keep the simple things simple so that you can focus on what's important. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. As in, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> wow. That, and, and, and they're really heavy points and, and actually quite true because when we can put a system around ourselves, then it makes it easier to navigate things when things are changing, you know, are changing because then we know the base that we can control because we've simplified stuff for ourselves. Yeah. I think that is just so amazing that you actually have that book. And I guess, you know, parents, that may be one really heavy tip for everyone, like, you know, and even not just parents, like just for everyone in general that we understand some of the systems around us so that we know what we can control because a lot of times we get anxious because we can't control things and we want control. But when we know that we can control something, it's anything. We can control this. Yeah. 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 Wow. In your opinion, what, what do you think is the difference between surviving and thriving? Um, hope. When you're surviving, you really don't think it's going to get better. Hmm. You know, I don't know, there's, there's an old kids cartoon called, uh, I think it's called Ants, um, where, where the queen ant, and she's like, that's our lot, in, or they come, they eat, they leave, that's our lot in life, it's not a lot, but that's life. And, and watching that movie years ago, that always struck me, because, you know, I always wanted to go, is it? Is, is it? Is, is this all there is? You know, and, and surviving is going through life not expecting it to get better. Hmm. When, when, you, when you have that idea that I am destined for more than this, then you take those baby steps and you begin to learn. You know, that's what a learning lifestyle is. It's learning something new every day because you're destined for more than this. Wherever you go, you could already be up here and you're destined for more than that. Or you could be down here and you're destined for more than that. That's what thriving is. It's stepping into your best expression, moving forward from wherever you're at. Stepping into your best direction, moving forward from wherever you are. Brandy, I have so enjoyed, like, you know, I've so enjoyed this, this sharing, this discussion, because it's so powerful. And I think for, especially for such a time as this, where, where could people go if they want to connect with you on any of this stuff? Where can they connect with you? Well, um, I have a website. It's um, exploringexpression.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I have a YouTube page. Um, any of those places, if they'd like to send me an email, I'm at exploringexpression.gmail.com at exploringexpression at gmail.com. Uh, and if they reach out to me and they, they mention they saw me and they ask me, I actually have a PDF of the family member information sheets that I use in my household management binder that I'd be happy to give away. Oh, nice. So guys, so like some free resource there. And all like the links will also be 
in the description as well. Brandy, before we wrap up, there are people right now who have been really thrown upside down by the pandemic, right? I say that the storm came, but it's different boats. Some people are really doing really well. This is like an opportunity, this pandemic, like you've heard of some businesses like multiplying in, you know, in value. So it's been really good for some, but for many others, this has really, really affected people in ways that they never saw coming. Businesses have been shut down. People's livelihoods have been taken away from them. Either due to job, sudden job losses or, you know, redundancies, um, you know, or, or people just thrown off. They, 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 I could go on. <laughs> it's, yes. As we all look to bounce back and we don't know at what point this pandemic, <laughs> everyone is living with uncertainty, but trying to get through it. <laughs> We're taking steps forward. What is your advice? What is your strategy? What is your tip for someone who is feeling my whole life has just gone upside down? Where do I start? How do I move forward? What will you tell them? Learn something every day. Because you never know if that thing, that, this is your opportunity when, when everything's crashed to the bottom, you know, this is your opportunity to learn all of the things you wish you could have learned. And, and there's access to it. Speak to people, learn from, learn from each other. You know, learn something every day because you never know which thing is the thing to propel you up. Wow. See, uh, find a learning opportunity in all of in all of it. Brandy, thank you so much. Like I've literally had a lot of goosebumps <laughs> as we've talked through, you know, sort of a lot of amazing content here. So thank you so much. And guys, like, you know, it's the end of another episode again, but please, 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 like if you have not already subscribed to the channel, youtube or podcast what are you waiting for all links are in description and if you're not already following me on instagram on facebook on twitter on linkedin all links are in description i look forward to connecting and even hearing what it is that you want me to talk about or want me to share brandy it has been amazing having you on all brandy's details are in um links to, to connect with her are also in the description i hope you have found this episode valuable i look forward to the next one well, guys, until next time, take care, stay well, and God bless you. Thank you. <laughs>